Welcome back to Amerisogyny. I'm your host, Hannah Blue. You're listening to episode 41. Today, it's all about compassion. But before we get into today's episode, I want to wish all of my listeners a happy 2024. You made it to see a brand new year, and I'm so proud of you. Let's make 2024 the best year yet to come. Turn in those tickets and climb aboard. Our first stop, South Korea. The world is mourning the death of South Korean actor Lee Sun Kyan. South Korean police say the actor committed suicide in his car two days after Christmas on December 27th. As you can imagine, people are absolutely heartbroken. The people who knew him, who worked with him, his fans, his family. He left behind a wife and two children. And people are also coming for the necks of South Korean police for being too hard on the actor based on allegations of drug use. People definitely have their opinions on this. They're saying that the police were out of line for listening to someone they say already had a bad reputation and who ultimately ruined his. Let's get into it. Mr. Lee was 48 years old when he passed over suspicions of drug use. And this was the third time Mr. Lee was questioned. And it appears Three times was a definite strikeout for Mr. Lee. He left a letter to his wife saying he saw no way out. And I'll get to that in a minute. Now police are doubling down and saying they handled Mr. Lee fairly and by the book. But here's why they're catching heat. The actor was photographed and filmed every occasion he came to the police station. And of course, that hurt his reputation as a professional, and as an upstanding citizen of his community. Mr. Lee expressed numerous times he was bothered by all the questioning being exposed in front of the public, and he requested that any further appearances should be kept private. Mr. Lee allegedly said he was feeling burdened by having to appear at the police station in front of the public. An official at the police agency said, it's correct that bringing people behind closed doors conforms to the principles. There was never an incident in which police released the schedule of Mr. Lee's questioning first. Well, if they didn't release it, who did? It certainly wasn't Mr. Lee or his lawyer. What would have been the harm of keeping his appearances at the police station under wraps? I agree. The press should have never known when he was coming to be questioned because he was coming to be questioned voluntarily. That's right. He was willfully cooperating with police. So why not grant him access to privacy? K-pop star G-Dragon was questioned as well. And the police dropped their charges after they couldn't get testimonies to support the charges. G-Dragon denied using drugs. He said, I have never used drugs, received or given drugs from or to anyone. He also had negative drug test results. 
So did Mr. Lee. And yet we can hardly say he was treated fairly. Mr. Lee was questioned for 19 hours over the drug allegations. What were the allegations? He was suspected of using marijuana and other illegal drugs at the home of a hostess working at a bar in Seoul. Police had already questioned him on October 28th and November 4th. Police said the overnight questioning of Mr. Lee will be the last. Little did they know, for Mr. Lee, it would indeed be the last time. After being questioned for 19 hours, he arrived home on Christmas Eve and took his life on December 27th. Now this story broke in October. Mr. Lee filed a complaint against two people, including the hostess, who he says tricked him into taking the drugs and he didn't know what he was taking. He said he thought it was a sleeping pill. Shortly after he committed suicide, the woman was taken into custody by police. It's reported she is 29 years old and she didn't appear at the Incheon District Court on December 26 for a scheduled review of her arrest warrant. She was locked up and the review of her warrant took place on December 28th. Now, Mr. Lee says this hostess and another person extorted money from him. A total of 350 million won which in U.S. dollars is over $270,000. Now in November, Mr. Lee, just like G-Dragon, tested negative in a test conducted by police and a lab test done by the National Forensic Service. After he was questioned for 19 hours overnight, he requested a lie detector test. Now let's add up the facts. He tested negative twice. He requested a lie detector test. If that doesn't suggest he may have been innocent, I don't know what will. Am I blaming South Korean police for trying to keep drugs out of their country? No. What I am saying is this man should have been shown more compassion and mercy. Had he been extended courtesy, privacy, compassion, he may have been alive today. He was under enormous pressure. He wrote a letter to his wife, Jian Haijin. He allegedly wrote, I can't help it. I think this is the only way. He also addressed his agency saying, I'm sorry. Some believe he was alluding to the financial penalties that he and his wife acquired after they were pulled from advertising and film projects. Some people want to know why the police were so keen on believing this hostess who already had a criminal record. She derailed this man's reputation and brought his career to a screeching halt. Of course he felt he had no way out. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're successful or people perceive you to be successful. There's always someone who's going to try to bring you down. And that's exactly what she did. He should have been allowed to reclaim his reputation and move forward with his career. But as I mentioned in episode 39, South Korea does not treat scandals the way we do in the U.S. One scandal has the power to cripple a career and in this case, end an innocent life. In October, Mr. Lee addressed reporters waiting outside the police station and apologized to his fans. He said, first of all, 
I sincerely apologize for the great amount of disappointment I have brought to so many people for being involved in such an unpleasant incident. I would like to bow my head in apology to everyone who has trusted me and supported me all this time. As I delivered through my agency, my position is that I will faithfully participate in the investigation with an honest attitude. I feel very sorry for my family who are suffering a lot at the moment. I will sincerely and truthfully answer the questions during the investigation. I'm sure he had no idea he would be brought in for questioning three separate times and he had no idea he would be questioned for 19 hours. I think that would break a lot of people. Doesn't matter how strong you are or how much money you have. In the end, can we say this was worth it? Mr. Lee was a husband, a father, and a beloved actor. His funeral service made headlines around the world. His poor wife broke down in tears. Keep in mind, this man voluntarily submitted to a polygraph test and passed two drug tests. He should not have been railroaded that way. His eldest son held a picture of his father as his body was being carried, and the younger son held onto his mother's hand. Can you imagine how devastated his family is? This man earned international acclaim. His role in the Oscar-winning movie Parasite was phenomenal. He didn't deserve this. And none of it would have happened had he been shown compassion. Rest in peace, Mr. Lee Sung Kyan. In the hearts of your fans around the world, you'll always be a star that will never burn out. Our next stop, Burundi, Africa. Burundi's president says gay people should be stoned. That's right, you heard me. He is dead serious. He says, if you want to attract a curse to the country, accept homosexuality. Now, gay people there face ostracism, and if they're caught, they could go to jail for up to two years. Stoning. When I think stoning, I think the Bible. He went on to say, I even think that these people, if we find them in Burundi, it is better to lead them to a stadium and stone them. And that cannot be a sin. He blames the West for influencing homosexuality into the East. Uganda is right on board. They believe in death penalties and lengthy jail sentences for people who are gay. Kenya, South Sudan, and Tanzania are also pushing for anti-gay laws in their countries. The U.S., that's us, brought on sanctions, including travel restrictions and also removing Uganda from a tariff-free trade deal. And the World Bank suspended all future loans to Uganda, protesting their anti-gay rhetoric. African politicians are viewing the U.S. as butting in their affairs and trying to minimize their values. My take and I'm speaking as an individual, I think it is absolutely crazy to stone people for being gay. Human beings may have the ability to give life, but the one thing we do not 
and cannot ever give is a soul. So if we don't have the power to give souls to others, we have no right to kill people for being gay. Regardless of if you agree with it or not, it's not your life. No one is anyone's judge. Let's look at some of the comments on this post. One person said, yes, we have many freedoms in this country, but many of us are still not free. I do not judge others, even though I might not condone their lifestyles. No one is obligated to treat any one group better than another, especially in this country. Every group has a struggle. We are worrying about what others are doing in other countries when this country is not even taking care of its homeless, its veterans, its elder citizens. How about focusing on what is wrong with our country instead of being concerned with what a president of another country is doing? You are not going to affect any change by talking about it. Change starts one at a time here in this country, not elsewhere. And this person is talking about our country, the U.S. Here's one who disagreed. He said, so you say let them kill gay men because it's none of our business? How awful has humanity become? Another said, human nature clearly has nothing to do with legislation even though legislators have tried to throw their constituents red meat. Who anyone sleeps with is not an affront to you, even if you may need to think it is. Now, I'm on board with that. Who people sleep with is none of my business. I am no one's judge. I am no one's God. I think everyone should have the right to live as freely as they choose to do so. As long as others are not being hurt, killed, starved, People can do whatever they want. Another said, U.S. sanctions these African nations for this, but continues to look the other way concerning Arab nations that do the same and ignores China, who commits numerous human rights atrocities, including religious persecutions. Here's two more comments, and then I'm going to finish speaking my piece on this matter. Someone said, what I don't understand is, why certain people of a demographic feel the need to have parades, have a flag, and the whole month of June to celebrate. I'm straight. I don't need parades, a flag, and a whole month in the calendar to let everyone know that. And someone countered her response. They said, is it possible you felt the need because as a straight person, you've never been ostracized by society for being straight? You've not been assaulted, jeered, and in fear of your life. If you had, and the other side was willing to show some compassion, perhaps you would feel drawn to celebrate your newfound freedom. Again, the topic of today's episode is compassion. Do I feel these African leaders are being compassionate? No. Do I agree people need to be stoned? No. But that is my personal opinion. The person that brought up the U.S. sanctioning Africa yet ignoring other nations had a point. My most downloaded episode was episode 30 when I talked about the people starving to death in North Korea. Do I feel the U.S. has the right to tell other countries what to do? That's a catch-22. I do not believe the U.S. should rule the entire world. I think countries should be allowed to govern their own affairs except when people are dying. Now someone might counter me 
and say, look, Africa has the right to govern their own affairs. If they don't want gay people over there, if they don't want to be influenced by the West, they have the right to say that. Listen, people, we are not as loved as we think we are around the world. It's a sticky situation. Many countries can say, look, the U.S., you think your hands are clean? You better go back and wash them again because you also have intolerances in your country. And there would be nothing we could say because it's true. At the end of the day, we need to have mercy and compassion on others. You do not have to agree with people to extend compassion. But no one should be condemned to die simply for who they choose to sleep with. I don't like when people suffer. It doesn't matter where they are around the world. And this next story reminds me of the plight of the citizens of North Korea. Our next stop, Gaza. Regardless of your opinion on what's going on in Israel, Palestinians, including children, are starving. People have fled to Rafa and are trying to survive. And the situation is getting more dire by the seconds. Abu Mizbah says, The way I'm getting by is by begging here and there and taking help from anyone. Abu is 51 years old and trying to support a family of 10. According to him, vegetables and fruit are unaffordable. He says, We've never been through this situation before. We were a middle-class family. Now, since the war, we are buying dates, which we used to find everywhere for free. We want a solution to our miserable suffering. According to IPC, which is Integrated Food Security Phase Classification, Gaza is facing famine. Israel closed its border with Gaza, and a bombing campaign followed. The fighting has caused a crisis throughout the Palestinian territory, forcing thousands of people from their homes. Um Omar is 50 years old and lives in a tent with her family in Rafa, and she says they were getting by on canned food. She says, life is difficult and humiliating. The word humiliating is not even close to describing it. Mamar Harara is 47 years old and has a family of eight. They are living in the street, and this includes five school-aged children. He said, my house was destroyed and two of my sons were injured from a strike of our home. His family also lives in a tent and he says the price of food is beyond imagination. Your child asks you for a piece of bread and you can't provide that for them. What kind of life is this? He says he walks three kilometers to a hospital just to use their toilets. A lack of sanitation in Gaza has spread to contagious and respiratory diseases. Limited access to drinking water and cold nights without blankets have added to the family's suffering. None of them have been able to shower in weeks. According to UNICEF, at least 10,000 children under 5 years will suffer the most life-threatening form of malnutrition, known as severe wasting, and will need therapeutic foods. The threat of dying from hunger is already real for many families in Gaza. Many adults go hungry so children can eat. There's a small glimmer of hope. The IPC emphasized that these conditions do not have to persist 
and famine can be avoided if they take action now. It really doesn't matter what side you're on. Whenever there are children that are starving, compassion should be at the forefront. No child asks to be placed in a situation of war or famine. And even though we live in different countries, have different languages, religions, cultures, customs, all of us are susceptible to the casualties of war. Today, I brought three very different stories from around the world, but at the center of it is compassion. If we lose the will to stop caring about other people, regardless of our differences, then what have we become? It's not about socialism or governments. It's about human beings caring about other human beings. In episode 40, I gave some tips on how to make 2024 your best year yet. I think if you keep compassion at the forefront, you'll have the best year of your life. And I'm out of time. If you liked today's episode, feel free to follow me on Podbean, Spotify, Samsung, Google Podcasts, and once it merges, YouTube Music, or wherever you listen from. Be easy. Happy 2024. Take care of yourselves. I will be back with more stories. And as always, God bless.